Welcome to the RSCC podcast. Thanks for joining us today. My name's Adam and I'm on staff here at RSCC. Here at RSCC, we believe that you matter and that God loves you so much. If you want to know more about RSCC or to keep up with what's going on, follow us on social media at RSCC Family or visit our website at rsccfamily.org. We would love to connect with you. I hope you enjoy the message today. Man, I'm so glad that I get to be here right now. And I know that we don't know each other, but I love Rising Sun Church of Christ so much because so far we've gotten to partner with you guys multiple times for our student ministries. And so when I look at this crowd, I don't just see random people, but I see people that because of the blood of Jesus, I see family. I genuinely see family. And so today's message is all about joy. And we're going to continue our being fruitful message. And so if you just want to throw up Galatians 5 up there, that'd be super appreciated. And Galatians 5, 22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. And maybe you're in here right now, and you're thinking there's no way that this message is going to resonate with me because you don't know my story. You don't know the things that I'm currently walking through, Alex. How can I experience joy. Maybe you walk through those doors and life is just really, really hard for you right now. Maybe you walk through those doors this morning and you do not feel seen or known by God. Maybe you walk through those doors this morning and you are still wondering if God exists and if he loves you. And the fact that I got to tour this place with Pastor Adam last night, I just saw you matter plastered all over this place. Is that something that you believe? That you matter to God? And so I'm going to share a few stories with you. Then we are going to unpack some scripture. Because as much as I love talking, I think God's words are so much more important than my words. I'm going to say that one more time. I love sharing. I'm going to share plenty of stories because what I don't want to be is the guy on stage who has his entire life together when in reality I am someone who desperately needs Jesus. Someone who needed Jesus when he first gave his life to Christ as an angry atheist where I used to try to make fun of Christians to now, where right now, currently, I'm having health issues. It's so exhausting, but I believe joy is something that we really get to experience when it's found in Jesus. So if you're with me, please bow your heads and close your eyes, and if you feel comfortable with this, I want you to just open up your palms. The reason why I do this when I pray often is because I just want to receive from Jesus. And so if you're here right now and you need to receive his love, you need to receive his hope 
or joy. Or you need to be reminded that he is with you in the middle of the storm. I am holding on. I am. If that's you, please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you, but you love us so much more. I thank you that we get to gather this morning and get to worship you in your presence. I thank you, God, that you are just as present in this moment as you are when we're doing dishes or driving down the road. God, I pray for the person right now who is in so much pain and suffering that you would just remind them in this moment that you see them, that you know them, that you haven't forgotten about them, that you're not abandoning them. And I pray that this message, this 10-hour message, I'm just kidding, this 40-minute message would encourage them and remind them to not give up, to not lose hope. And it is in Jesus' mighty name, the name that is above all other names, that I pray these things. And God's people said, Amen. So the first story that I'm going to share, and there's three main points. The first main point is that no matter what, God is good. I'm going to say that one more time. That no matter what, God is always, always good. Giving some background to my story is that I remember being a kid. I remember being a kid. And my father and mother had issues. And so my dad, when I was young, left us. And I remember being very confused as a kid. And this continued to add fuel to the fire of why I struggled so long to believe that God loved me. And then finally, Finally, my parents made up, and I thought, yeah, let's go. We can finally be a normal family. And then he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And so when I finally thought that I could have this, this picture-perfect family that I've always wanted, it was just taken away from me. I remember being five years old and we're all celebrating Christmas who in here loves Christmas one of the best holidays on the planet come on that deserves an amen but one of the best holidays on the planet and I have this gigantic like mountain of toys and I got so excited and then I looked over and I saw him withering away on his bed. And he passed away shortly after this. And so I was just really confused. And maybe you're in here right now, and you felt a lot like how I did. I grew up hating God because I thought there's, there's no way, there's no way on the planet that there can be a good God if this thing just happened. 
There's no way. And what I love so much is that our God, our Heavenly Father, is not a toxic father who at the first time we get frustrated or have doubts or fears or are angry at him, he's not just going to, okay, I'm leaving you, goodbye. Instead, no matter what, our God is good. Even when it makes no sense, our God is good. Another story I'll share, and I have three for you guys today because all good things come in three is that no matter what, our God is love. Please say that with me, that no matter what, God is, one more time, man, we gotta drink some more coffee up in this place, that no matter what, God is, oh, one more, one more time, come on, no matter what, God is, there you go, I believe that, that no matter what, God is love. I think we live in a culture that is obsessed with love. Come on, we live in a culture that is obsessed with love. You turn on the radio, one, there's K-Love. <laughs> you turn on the radio, and you turn on the top 40 songs, at least half of those songs are gonna be about some guy who's absolutely enamored by some girl, trying to woo her, trying to just make her feel like the greatest thing on the planet since sliced bread. But man, the love that I'm talking about this morning is so much more than just a feeling. This kind of love, it bubbles up inside of you and produces real joy. There have been so many times in my life when because of the things that have happened to me, I really struggled to love myself. And because there's kids in the room, I will be very PG in how I share this. But I remember there was a point in my life when the, the girl that I was dating at the time started to just hurt herself. And you interpret that how you will, okay? I started to blame myself. And I started to hate myself. Has anything ever happened in your life? Where the people that you care about start to attack and hurt you. And you thought the, the people that you could trust the most are not with you and not for you. And it's really hard in those moments to have joy if the only thing we're clinging to is earthly love. I believe right now in this moment that we have a Heavenly Father who bankrupt heaven to have a relationship with you. And it's not based on anything you've ever done. You can't earn this love. He gives it to you. And what I love so much is that in John, it talks about how the word became flesh and dwelt among us. How the fact that our God, Jesus, became one of us. 
lived a perfect and sinless life, died in our place, rose again, ascended into heaven, and is someday going to come back and make all things new. I know for a lot of people in this room, you've probably heard that a million times. But I pray that that never gets old. I pray that that always stays at the forefront of your mind, that no matter what, God is love. That even in your darkest times, when you feel unlovable, when you feel alone, when you feel forgotten about, that you're reminded that you have a Heavenly Father who loves you. Because, hmm, because the love that we can experience with him and the kind of love that he wants to show you is so different than the love that everyone else is trying to push. I love my family. They are some of my favorite people on the planet. But I know that the love that they have for me will never compare to the love that God has for me. Because this kind of love that God has for you, it's unconditional. Everyone say that with me real quick. Unconditional. It's unconditional. The love that Jesus has for you. And finally, the last story I'll share before we actually jump into our passage, which I love Hebrew so much, my favorite book of the Bible, is I call it Drinking Pink Lemonade with the God of War. And everyone looks super confused right now. Let me explain. So before I became a youth pastor in Cincinnati, I used to go to this place called Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. One of my favorite places on the planet, just getting to study God's word and just getting to treasure him. And one of the things that we got to do at Moody was one of our classes was serving in the city every single week. And so here I am as a freshman in college super wide-eyed. I just want to love Jesus and everyone. And so they, they stationed me, they placed me in the south side of Chicago. So, you know, we're going to the south side of Chicago, super excited, super pumped about it. And then after that, I start serving at a junior high ministry there. Some of the goofiest kids on the planet, but I love them so much. And then, you know, one day, me and one of my students are sitting down talking about video games, because he wants to be a video game designer. And then out of nowhere, someone breaks down our door, whips out a weapon, points it at him and I, starts to shoot blanks at us, and then books it. And obviously, in any situation, that's bad. It's, it's, that's just bad. Like, that was so scary. I was a freshman in college. And I, I'm looking at Ares, that's his name, right next to me. 
And he is breaking down crying. Aries, what's wrong? Well, Alex, you don't know this, but my brother was just taken away right in front of me last week. And he said that What's the point of having dreams if I'm not going to live long enough to see them through? And I felt like God was speaking to me in this moment saying, okay, Alex, this is what you need to do. I'm like, okay, God, I'm so ready. What do you need me to say? What do you need me to be? Do you need me to be good or love or any of these things? He's like, no. I want you to go buy him his favorite drink. I'm like, okay, I love prayer. All right. And so I, I, I look at Aries and say, hey, this is going to sound so strange. As he's like crying, what is your favorite kind of drink? And he says to me, I really love pink lemonade. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get you your pink lemonade. And so I go to the gas station right next to us. I buy him some pink lemonade. And their machine was down, so they couldn't accept my money. So they just gave me the pink lemonade. And I go back to Aries. And we just sit together. And I'm just with him. I repeat, I am with him. And I'm present. I listen. We drink pink lemonade together. And by the end of it, he calms down. Says, hey, can you pray for me? Just pray for my future. And we just get to pray together and he finally realized how much God sees him and is with him and so maybe you're here right now and you're wondering okay why on earth am I sharing these three stories and the reason why is because life's hard because every single person in this room has gone through something because everyone in this room has dreams, but have also experienced a lot of hurt and pain. I've never walked a day in your shoes. I don't know your story like you do, but I hope that as we unpack God's word together that you feel encouraged. And maybe by the end of this, you're like, you know what? We just gotta boot that kid off the stage. And if that's the case, all right, but if you have your Bibles with you, and I sure hope you do, please turn with me to Hebrews 11. We're not going to read all of it just because, man, it's long. But my challenge to you is that when you go home today or sometime later this week, I want you to really read and unpack and have a conversation with God about Hebrews 11. And this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And it just keeps going on and on and on about by faith. 
And it goes through every single saint in the Old Testament about the faith they had in Jesus. And verse 13 says that all these people were still living by faith. Everyone say it with me. By faith. By faith when they died. They did not, I repeat, they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Because people who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return instead. They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. We're going to continue, but man, in this moment, I just want to remind you that the promises that God has given to you, the promises that he has shared with you through his word and through time of prayer, maybe when you first gave your life to Christ and you still haven't seen them come to be. Maybe the times when you were by your bedside praying for your loved one who was in a fight against cancer. Maybe you were praying because the person you cared about was hurting themselves and you had no idea what to do. Maybe you were praying for a kid on the south side of Chicago who had no more dreams because he experienced one of the worst things you can ever experience, the loss of a loved one right in front of you at the hands of someone else. These saints in the scripture right here had faith and realized that this country, it's not their home. I'm so grateful that I get to live in America. I'm grateful that my parents came over here from Asia, became citizens, so that I could experience a different kind of life than the one that they experience. However, this place is not our forever home. I'm so excited for eternity with Christ. And the fact that we have a good shepherd, how the Lord is our shepherd, and we have everything that we need, how he makes us lie down in green pastures, and he leads us beside still waters, and he guides us along paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though we walk through the valley of darkness. We don't have to fear because his rod and staff, they comfort us. If you're walking through darkness right now, know that God sees you and he wants to walk right alongside of you. And if you feel like, man, I just can't go on any further, I promise you that the good shepherd will pick you up and carry you to where you need to be because that's the kind of God that he is. He is the God 
that leaves the 99. Come on now. He leaves the 99 to fight and find that one sheep. And so our scripture continues with talking about more faith. And it says that in verse 35, women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute and persecuted, mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground, and they were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what they've been promised since God had planned something better for us that only together with us would they be made perfect. And this is my favorite part of the entire passage. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything, everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, consider him who endured such oppositions from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It's so easy to grow weary. It's so easy to lose heart. But it says that for the joy, Christ bore our weaknesses went to the cross and endured it so that someday there will be a day when all things will be made perfect. And my favorite passage of all time is in Revelation 21, 1 through 5. And maybe right now you're thinking, okay, there's no way that life is good right now. And here's something that was shared with me that I'll share with you is that if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are one with Christ, this is the closest you'll ever be to hell. And Revelation 21, 1 through 5 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will be with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. If I could sum up this entire message, it's that 
the reason why we can experience real joy is because of that. Today's big idea or transforming truth is that we experience real joy when we choose daily to anchor our hope in Jesus. If you want to write that down, make a note of it. We, Rising Sun family, experience real joy when we choose daily, every day, not just on a Sunday, not just during a prayer meeting, but every single day of our lives to anchor our hope in Jesus. There's so many things that are guaranteed in this life, death and taxes. But there's also one other thing that's guaranteed besides death and taxes. And it's that we have a God, we have a good shepherd, who no matter what is good, is loving, and is with us. I hope that you get to experience real joy this week and know that whatever you're going through, though I don't know what it is, I just want to encourage you this morning. And I know that, at least from conversations I've had with Adam, there's so many people in this church that want to fight alongside of you, that want to pray with you, that want to support you, because you matter. And so I'm just going to pray real quick, and then after that, I'll close our time together, and then we'll transition to the next thing. So please bow your heads and close your eyes. Jesus. You see us. You want us. You haven't forgotten about us, even when it feels like it. I pray for the person right now or the family right now that needs to be touched by your joy right now, that God, that you would give them joy, that they would every single day, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it hurts, to say, okay, this is not my forever home. That I'm longing for a better country. That I'm longing for eternity with Christ. That I'm longing for a day when there's no more pain or mourning or crying or death or tears. Because Jesus has made all things new. God, instill that hope into us every single day because, God, this life is too short to waste it on things that don't matter. But this life is also too short to not long for eternity with you, our ultimate joy. So it is in Jesus that I ask these things. And God's people said... Thanks for joining in with us today. We hope that you were blessed by this message and that you were drawn deeper in faith with Jesus. If you have any questions or want to continue the conversation, please feel free to email us at info at rsccfamily.org. Thanks for the listen and have a great day.